Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 293. This week on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the Forest Grove Concours d'Elegance and talking with sponsors of this spectacular event that takes place on July 19th on the Pacific University campus east of Portland, Oregon. You can learn more about this event at www.forestgrove.org. As simple as do something that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Art Smith. Art, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely, Mark. I've got my helmet and my racing shoes on. Very cool. Love it when my guests show up ready. Art Smith has been in the automotive business since 1986. He spent time with Volkswagen and Lexus and the last 13 years at Ron Tonkin Gran Turismo, North America's oldest Ferrari dealer, located in Portland, Oregon. Now retired, he refuses to lead the world of automobiles and now cares for the late Ron Tonkin's collection of over 50 cars, 25 of which are Ferraris, including a 1967 330 GTS, a couple supercars, a 288 GTO, a F40, an F50, and an Enzo, a Daytona Coupe, a Spider, and don't forget the 53 212 Vignale. The Ron Tonkin legacy includes their sponsorship of the Forest Grove Concorde Elegance that takes place every July on the Pacific University campus, east of Portland, Oregon. Art, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little more about your career with cars, your interest, and of course, your passion for automobiles? Sure. I've been a car nut, Mark, since uh, since birth. There was never a time when I felt like I became a car nut. I mean, it started out with pedal cars and then uh, learning how to drive, taking driving lessons from my grandfather and his uh, 1962 Studebaker. Cool. And uh, just uh, have always had a ball with cars. I In grammar school, I read every car magazine I could get a hold of and pretty much had them memorized. So I knew all the specs for all the fun cars and uh, just absolutely loved it. And in 1986, I had uh, the, the opportunity to uh, move to Portland, Oregon, and actually get into the car business, and I never looked back. Well, what's really cool is you got to spend some time at one of those dealerships that is really special, and some time with a really special guy, Ron Tonkin. Before we get into some of these questions, can you tell me a little bit about what you did there at that Ferrari dealership, I said a little bit about how you're taking care of, of his collection right now, and we'll talk about that as we move through, but what were some of the responsibilities you had there? Well, you know, to back up just a little bit, Mark, I, I met Ron Tonkin in 1990, uh, so 25 years ago when he was in the middle of selling an F40. Mm. Um, and we had great conversation at the time. We were both uh, over-the-top car nuts, so we really got along and had tons to talk about even back then. You know, and then 15 years later almost, uh, I went to work for him to run that uh, Ferrari Maserati store, which for me was a dream come true, and the timing was really incredible because it was when he was still very active in the store, and um, we had a lot of fun together uh, working with cars. 
Well, getting to play with Ferraris every day, be around Ferraris, be around Ferrari customers. I can't even imagine how much fun you had. As we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. It's a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So Art, take the wheel. Well, Mark, I would say a quote that I've tried to live by is uh, as simple as do something that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Henry Ford's quote, yes. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, that just really applied to uh, the way I looked at the car business. I really, really enjoyed every minute of it. Well, getting to play with cars and especially Ferraris is definitely a way to go through life and have some fun. As we move forward here, can you tell me, I mean, when you started working at a Ferrari dealership and dealing with the customers who can buy Ferraris and uh, the Ferrari factory and all that, what were a couple just key points about getting to be in that environment? Well, I think uh, one of the big eye-opening moments for me was uh, once I started, I I took my very first trip to Italy and uh, just loved everything about the country, the culture, the people, of course, the food. And then, without a doubt, the the cars. And visiting the Ferrari factory was really eye-opening. I was just like a wide-eyed kid, I think. And then we did a lot of fun events like track days where, you know, you would get out there and drive the Ferraris at speed and put them in the environment where you can really enjoy them in in a safe environment. And then you mentioned about the clients, the customers. That, that, without a doubt, was the best part. The clients that we dealt with, almost without fail, were just some really wonderful people. I had always told my guys that no one ever came to our store because they needed a car. It, it was a want, a desire. Not Certainly, we were not filling a need for transportation. So the clients that we were dealing with were really pretty darn happy because they were uh, fulfilling a dream themselves, whether it was their first Ferrari or their 20th Ferrari. They were all the 20th one was like the first one. Sure. Well, you were fulfilling dreams, that's for sure. And I'll I'll tell our listeners the first time I spoke with Art, I gave him a call and or perhaps you called me, but you were at the track at Portland with a bunch of Ferrari Challenge guys, right? Yeah, this was just a couple of days ago and uh, a very good friend of mine and a client had his uh, Ferrari Challenge team out at Portland International Raceway for 2 days uh, of uh, of testing. And uh, that's uh, quite an undertaking. There, you know, he's got four cars out there, a couple of transporters, you know, a, a crew, driving coaches, et cetera, et cetera. But really, a well, well-run event that uh, maximized his track time. And without a doubt, the the best part for me was uh, uh, riding right seat and doing quite a few hot laps. There's nothing quite like uh, the sound and the feel of a challenge car. Well, we've got a bunch of listeners right now just going, oh my gosh, that's what you get to do? (laughs) That that was a good day. That was a great day. Yeah. Would you share with me a story that instigated your passion for cars? You talk about growing up all the way back to your pedal cars. I had a garden pedal car that was my uncle's that my mom was a little Cadillac. I'll never forgive my mom for getting rid of that, but (laughs) it's okay, mom, I understand. But would you tell us about that pivotal moment in your life when you really knew you were a car guy? Well, you know, again, it's uh, it's hard to say that there was a pivotal moment because I think truly I was a car guy from birth. <laughs> um, there's just been evolutions of that. But whether it was my first car or my uh, first sports car or whatever, 
it was like a, a journey, but uh, I don't know if there was ever, quote, a beginning of that journey for me. Yeah, I think it's just in some of our blood. Yeah, <laughs> I was certainly born with it. Well, Art, what I'd love to do now is crawl under the hood and get our hands a little dirty and ask you to share a huge challenge or even better, a great failure that you faced along the way in your career. We've all faced these situations, but the most important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that particular situation? And even more importantly, what did you learn from it? Well, I, one thing that comes to mind is, uh, again, almost 30 years ago, I was born and raised in New Orleans, and um, I really wanted to get a fresh start and do something, quote, that I loved, and that was uh, getting involved in the car business. So in 1986, I moved from New Orleans to Portland, Oregon, and uh, got into the car business and, and never looked back. I, it's something that uh, it, w- it was truly a pivotal moment for me and provided me with a, a fantastic career. Well, as far as the challenge goes, was it a cultural shift that you had to make? Because moving from New Orleans to Portland, okay, to the West Coast, there's some cultural differences there. But what, what was the challenge part of that? What, what was hard about that for you? Well, the challenge was really uh, starting over and starting kind of from square one, uh, leaving friends and family and moving 2,500 miles away uh, to the West Coast and, uh, and following my dream. So I would assume you learned from that, take a challenge in life, chase your dream, follow your dream, because that move can really end up to be something very positive, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's, there's no question. We, we only get one shot at life and uh, you have to follow your dreams. It, it would be a shame not to. Yeah. You'll always look back and say, ah, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Wish I had yeah. done that. What if is no way to go through life. True. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share one of those career aha moments. I like to say it's a time when the headlights come on and illuminated your way for a new idea or a new direction that you had, and tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into your success. You know, Mark, uh, one thing for me, I retired at the end of uh, last year, and I think my aha moment might have been right about that time when I I was able to continue as far as uh, being curator, custodian of the Ron Tonkin car collection. It, it didn't mean I, I went out to play golf, which is something I don't do anyway, but, but it was, I was able to continue a passion of mine and take care of the cars that I really love. And um, I knew the story for every single car in that collection because I had visited so many times with Ron Tonkin, and uh, he would always tell me all of the details. So it was nice that uh, I was able to record that in my, in my memory and then share that with people today. Well, let's talk a little bit about this because people have this dream of retiring and what does that really mean to them? And I've known so many people that are retired and then very quickly get bored. Mm -hmm. You know, after a few months, it's like, I've got to do something with myself. And you get to play with 50 incredible cars and half of those are Ferraris. And one of the cars you get to play with is a very special car, a 53212. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that or a little bit about are there a couple cars in that collection that have a lot of meaning for you? You know, there are so many cars in that collection that have meaning to me. The 53212 Vignali that you mentioned, um, that's, that's car number 273, serial number 273. It was the actual car that was in the 1953 Geneva Auto Show. It also won its class at Pebble Beach in 1954. 
uh, at wow. the time, which at the time they were still showing, quote, new sports cars as opposed to older cars. Yeah. Um, so the car's got quite a history. Ron Tonkin and his son Brad uh, shipped that car to Italy in 1991 to run the Mille Mia. So it's just, uh, it's got a great story behind it. So as a curator, if you will, I would assume that's your title in a sense, yeah. right? Curator yeah. of these vehicles. Sure. You look over them. If they're going to be taken anywhere, you make sure that they're shipped properly. Do you go around and start them up? Do you drive these cars from time to time to exercise them, get some heat into the, the bones of the car? Yeah, they do all get driven, and uh, we make sure that they stay serviced. So they're all rotated in and out of our shop on a regular basis. And um, to give you one example of uh, an upcoming event, on uh, July 27th, Ron Tonkin uh, Gran Turismo has their track day out at uh, Portland International, and we're going to bring the F40, the F50, and the Enzo out. Um, so we got all those cars run through the shop, new tires, et cetera, ready for, the, uh, for some track use. And uh, we've got a client that will more than likely bring his LaFerrari. So that gives us four out of the five supercars out at track day. Wow. Well, again, there's listeners out there going, how do I retire like that? <laughs> you, you do know how fortunate you are, right? I, I feel fortunate. Yeah. I feel very fortunate. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about proudest career moments. I would assume you've had many in your career over these years, but is there one in particular that stands out for you you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, you know, I do. It's um, it's something we've kind of talked about uh, before already, but um, going to work for uh, Ron Tonkin, and um, being the general manager for his Ferrari Maserati dealership, Mr. Tonkin had lots of franchises, but the Ferrari Maserati dealership was certainly his baby. And uh, it felt really good for me to um, have his okay to, uh, or his blessing, let's say, to run that store. And he and I worked side by side for a number of the years, in the earlier years, and I learned a lot from him and uh, certainly uh, shared his passion for automobiles. Ah, fantastic. Let's have a little bit of fun here. Tell me about your first really special car and share a memory you have with that vehicle. Well, I guess my first really special car was my first car. And um, I went out and bought a 1970 uh, Mustang Mach 1. Bright red, 351, four-speed um, I was, uh, 16 years old. I had gotten my license at 15. You know, this is back in Louisiana when you can, where you can do that. I had a blast with that car. I mean, everything from, you know, keeping it clean to, you know, doing all the work on it and constantly trying to improve the car. And, uh, and that's when I started drag racing. You know, I, at 16, we, we were fortunate enough to have a local drag strip and uh, I spent a lot of time out there with that car. Well, you know what's nice about that, and it's something for younger listeners here at Cars Jazz, don't be drag racing, racing on the street. Go yep. somewhere safe because the risk that you put your vehicle at, you at other people at, is so high. And I'm glad that you mentioned that. But how cool is that to be 16, 17 years old and have a Mach 1 and get to go drag race the thing? I mean, geez, you've had one of those magical lives. 
Well, when, when it comes to cars, I guess you could say that I have. It's just, it gets back to just having such a love uh, and appreciation for cars back at an early age. And I was fortunate to uh, own some really cool cars. Absolutely. Uh, all cars that I wish I had today. And then if I did, I could have retired 20 years ago. Well, I think we all have some of those stories, but you do make a nice segue to my next question, and that is, if there's a vehicle that you've sold, that you've owned in the past, that you really wish you could have back, what would that car be? Well, there have been several, unfortunately for me, but the one that comes to mind, I had a 1985 Renault R5 Turbo, and it was just such an outrageous little car. Uh, they called it uh, pretty much like driving a, a bottle rocket without a without a tail. <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was just it was just really really unique and a to me a super cool car. Oh yeah, those were really unique cars. You didn't see many of those around, so you must have been one of the very few guys on the road with I, one of those. I never saw another one coming in the opposite direction. Put yeah, it that way. I'll bet. Very cool. Is there a current project or something you're working on right now that really has you excited and fired up? Well, as a matter of fact, there is. And you, you mentioned a segue. This is the perfect segue. After years of uh, having not have that R5 Turbo, I'm in the process of purchasing another one. And uh, I'll be going through it from one end to the other and um, looking forward to driving that car. So it's uh, kind of neat to be able to buy a car extremely similar to the one I sold. Oh, very cool. Well, the R5 Turbo, tell me and tell our listeners, for those that haven't seen one or don't know a lot about them, what is it about that car that you really enjoyed enough to bring it back into your life? Well, I, I, first off, I'd say if you haven't seen one, you should Google image that uh, particular car because they are uh, really outrageous little cars. They were designed for Group B rally racing. The part that I like about the car, the, it started out as a uh, such a quote generic car but basically a Renault car which was just a terrible little car mm. but that was a front wheel drive front engine 50 horsepower econo box with a back seat and Renault pretty much tore that thing apart and uh, took out the back seat and put in a high powered uh, mid-engined turbo uh, engine in that car with a, a five-speed transaxle and uh, just flared out the fenders that uh, enough to where it makes a Porsche Turbo look pretty darn conservative. <laughs> and uh, again, just uh, made it, turned it into just an outrageous little car, kind of a caricature, if you will. You know, they really are. And back on one of the first times I went to the Pebble Beach Monterey weekend, my daughter's 26 now, but she must have been one year old because I remember walking around for three days with her on my back in a little backpack. But I got up early one morning and I went for a walk through Carmel and coming down the main drag there, uh, Ocean Boulevard, Ocean Boulevard. Ocean Boulevard was this, I'll call it a gaggle of those cars. <laughs> and I had not seen many of those before. And this whole, it must have been the club and everyone in the club, there must have been 20 of them came flying down that hill. And this was like it before six in the morning. So it was quiet <laughs> and misty. They were just disrupting everybody's live. And it was so cool because they came down there, they made a turn and went down the other street. And I just sat there and looked at them going, what on earth are those? Right. <laughs> kind of like a little swarm of angry bees. They were, yeah. I'll never forget that. And they were so cool. But it was uh, the late, late turbo group, I guess, if you will, if they had some kind of name. But uh, a very, very cool car. I'm so happy you have that back in your life. 
Yeah. Here's a very introspective question for you. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? Well, I think I would be an F40 Ferrari. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, that is quite a car. So why is art an F40? Well, you know, when I saw that car new, it just made such a, an impact on me. And likewise, loving everything Italian, um, the F40 is just, uh, it's got a high cool factor. And <laughs> I, I would love to be as cool as that particular car. Yeah, there you go. Well, I think you're pretty cool. The F40 is, uh, oh my gosh, yeah, when that car came out, it was just, it was unbelievable. Yeah, just, it truly was. Yeah, just unbelievable. And what a special ride. So it's like a F1 car for the street. It was yeah, just, yeah, it really was. It was uh, outrageous in its day, and it's outrageous today. Still is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Art Up Next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. All right, Art, we're back and we're entering the last lap. You're a guy who's been to the track many times. You know what this means. The white flag is out. Time to get our foot into it. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Perfect. Yes. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? It's an easy one. The best advice that I think I ever got in my automotive career was simply to go sell Volkswagens. And uh, that happened when I applied at all three Porsche dealerships in Portland. And yes, there were three Portland uh, dealerships that sold Porsches in that day. And finally, at the last stop, uh, the general manager says, you know, you, you don't have any car experience. You can't start with Porsche. Uh, give Volkswagen a shot. And I <laughs> did. And it worked out extremely well. Great advice from that guy. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years? Well, it kind of gets back to the uh, inspirational quote of doing something you love. Certainly love the uh, automobiles and love the car business, and it, it made for a really great career. Do you have a resource that you think the Cars Yow listeners would really enjoy? Absolutely. Um, Ron Tonkin Gran Turismo, easily found at rtgt.com. They do lots of fun events. They've got lots of really, really beautiful cars and unique cars that come through the dealership. And they're a great group of people to work with. Well, it's a great resource. Most people would say, you mean a car dealer website? But it's so much more. You've, it really is. You've got to go check it out. It is really an active, fun place to go. Is there a book that you've read in the past you think our listeners would really enjoy reading? Well, 
I have there's a fun book that comes to mind, and that's uh, the the art of racing in the rain. Mm, Gar Stein's book. Gar Stein's book. Yeah, and uh, you know it's a, a view of racing and a view of life through the eyes of a dog. It is a great book. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's a fun read. Absolutely. We have a uh, place here on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books. It's a great place to go see the book that Art has recommended and all the guests here at Cars yeah. Just go to CarsYeah.com. You can put Art in the search box and his show notes page will pop up and it'll get you to that page. But you can also go to the Cars yeah website under Guest Recommended Books. Do you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars now that you're a retired guy? <laughs> well, I, I, a couple come to mind. One is traveling, and uh, I have not done much of that this summer because the weather is flat too nice in Portland to leave. Yes. But as soon as it starts raining, I plan to head out. <laughs> but another hobby I've got is uh, I considered myself somewhat of a foodie and uh, really love the restaurant industry, the restaurant business. And it's uh, nice that Portland has finally uh, come of age in the uh, in, as a foodie town. Portland has got so many great, great restaurants. Um, just, uh, yeah, you've got a lot of nice places to go out and enjoy a meal. So yeah. you're very fortunate for sure. All right, we're up to the checkered flag here, Art. And this last question can be a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the price, today I'm going to buy you whatever in the world you'd like. What would that one vehicle be and why? Wow, that's a tough one. The whole thing about narrowing it down for one does not make it easy. No. I'm going to go back to the F40. I think that car is just, it's a phenomenal car to drive, but it's a phenomenal car to look at in the garage. And uh, that would be a keeper for me. Have you been able to drive an F40? I sure have, yeah. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Well, give us uh, real quick, uh, if I had to ask you for your elevator 30-second speech of what is it like to drive an F40? Well, you know, it's a, it's a pretty basic car. There's no, uh, no safety nets, you know, on that car, uh, no traction control or anything like that. And uh, we all talk about turbo lag, and that car certainly has it, a lot like the 930 Turbo does. And, um, but once it comes on, it really comes on. And uh, you feel like a hero driving that car. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Very fortunate. Well, Art, you've taken me on a great ride today. I really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with me and the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset or down the track in that Ferrari F40? Mark, I think to me, what I'd like to impart amongst the, especially the younger listeners is uh, it gets back to that quote of doing something you love. If you truly have an interest in cars, take it as a career. Go down that path and uh, do something you love and enjoy every minute of it. You know, I love what you just said because it's why I started this podcast, Inspiring Automotive Enthusiasts. It's a lesson in life that... If many people could have learned younger, they'd have a much more fun life. You can figure out a way to have a life around the things you're passionate about. Art has done it. I've got over 292 other guests on this show who figured out how to do it, and you can figure out how to do it too. So learn this lesson, listen to Art's wise words, and uh, find a way to wrap your passion for cars into your vocation. It's possible. And what's the best way for listeners to learn more about Ron Tonkin? Well, um, again, go back to uh, the website, rtgt.com, 
And uh, there's a lot of stuff that were, was written about Ron Tonkin, too. And a simple Google of his name will give you a lot of information on the things that he accomplished. Absolutely. And listeners, you can find everything that Art shared with us today at carsyad.com slash Art Smith. Just put Art in the search box and his show notes page will pop right up. And to learn more about the Forest Grove Concord Elegance that Ron Tonkin Gran Turismo is a proud sponsor of, just go to www.forestgrove.org. Thank you, Art, for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you at the Forest Grove Concours. Fantastic, Mark. I will look forward to it. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!